Hey, and welcome back to the show. I'm excited. We have a guest interview for you today. The guest is an author. It's something she wanted to do since she was a little girl and she made it happen. She started multiple businesses on her own and with her husband. She is a mom. Uh, She's homeschooled. It's just such a great interview. I think there's so many nuggets here for you to take away from. But what I love most is they continue to audit their lives, to add things in and change things in their life, to really create a beautiful life, to create a beautiful uh, work, you know, like her book, and to really design their days around their family and their faith and what's important to them. So it's just such a great episode, and I can't wait for you to listen. Hey, beautiful friend. Welcome to Business and Breakthroughs. I created this podcast so that I can help you step into your God-given purpose, monetize your gifts through an online business, and help you create consistent income and have more impact in your home and in the world. I'm Kristen, an online traffic growth coach and faith-led entrepreneur that has a heart to encourage and uplift other people in their businesses and at home. Who built an online brain that reached millions of people. I've worked in online marketing for over 20 years And I know how frustrating it was to work so hard and feel like I wasn't seeing more engagement, opportunities, or leads until I learned to optimize my online presence. If you are ready to grow your business so you'll have more impact in the world and you'll be following the purpose that's been put upon your life, then grab your notebook and pen and let's get going. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Stephanie Deal to the show. She is an author of the children's book series, Sydney's Adventures, and she's also the podcast host of Brave Babes Podcast. She is the biological and adoptive mother of two, wife of 10 years, a business owner and blogger. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm looking forward to our conversation because I love that your you know, journey has woven in motherhood and starting with writing and then moving that into these other, you know, platforms or products. So I think it's going to be a great conversation. Can you start off with telling us a little bit about your journey in motherhood and blogging and how you stepped into becoming a book author and podcaster? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It starts when I was a little girl. Honestly, I've always loved to write and I dreamed up having a children's book series. So Sydney was my first, um, baby, really, because I just knew one day that I would write the series and her name would be Sydney and we'd go on all these adventures. Um, but as I got older, like life happened and that dream kind of went in the back burner, met my husband and we both just love to wear a lot of hats. So we've started businesses, we've sold a coffee shop, we have a health center right now, we have like two Airbnbs, but this dream of being a book author never went away. and. Um, Actually, during 2020, I was like, you know what? It's it's now or never. My girlfriend actually released a children's book and asked me to be part of her launch team. And I said, I will absolutely support you and encourage you, but can I have your publisher's information? And she was so gracious in helping get my foot in the door. And it kind of just went from there to where I had written Sydney years ago and um, finally was brave enough to you know, give it to a publisher and, and take that leap into the publishing world. And I'm so glad I did. Um, we're actually working on Sydney too right now. And I'm just, it's amazing. It's actually really cool to be a children's book author with kids because, um, I read, my kids are so over my book, but, um, we love to read in our home anyways. Books are a big deal for us. Mm -hmm. Um, picture books, 
flap books the whole night. It doesn't matter. My kids love yeah. to read. And um, it's just something that we do as a family because it helps us, especially in the world nowadays, helps us be present. And you can't read and do many things at one time. So we make reading a priority to have that family time and have that connection in our day. Is my husband and I are busy people, like we all are. But um, when it comes to running a business, working from home and having your kids home too, it, it can take a lot. So reading and things like that are super important for that connection with our family. Mm, I love that. And actually, my mom is a children's book author, illustrator uh, of a oh. series called, I mean, it's a couple years ago, but called Bun Bun. And, you know, what I love is that there's still people that'll say to her, like, oh, my gosh, that's one of our favorite books because it's more picture book or, you know, um, board book. They're in both both forms yeah. but you know and it, it's such a neat thing because these kids do identify right with the character and the adventure they go on which of course is about that and we'll talk more about that you know but kind of what is the main character going through and they relate yeah. so I love it and I think it's it is something that's still so important because we are we've moved so into the digital age yeah holding a tangible book especially for kids is so important you know because we take our time like you said we're you're present in that moment of reading. And it's usually when they're kids, right? They're doing it with an adult or a parent or an older sibling. So I think yeah. it's, that's amazing that you stepped out and actually were able to do a, you know, an actual book in the world. So that's fantastic. Yeah. I love physical books. Even as an adult, when I read, I read physical books. Um, obviously I, I love listening to podcasts and things like that. That's how I found you, but having a physical, there, there's nothing that will replace a physical book in your hand. And I actually love that books are like worn and read through. I have a 20 month old that bites his books. And even though I tell him to treat books with respect and um, to keep them nice, but I actually love that he bites them because he loves it. You know, he loves the book and read, taste, feel all of it. Absolutely. I'm the same. I mean, I'm, I literally, I think every week I'm ordering books online for delivery, you know, and I I sometimes think, Oh, I should probably not look at how much I just, I spent last year on books, you know, but it's a worthy thing to spend money on. But, and I do, I will read a Kindle book on occasion if it's fiction, but any other type of book, I want the actual hard copy because I love to reference back. I like, I like to read parts of books and, you know, so I'm like you, I like to be able to go and take a cup of coffee or whatever and go and just read, even if it's for five or 10 minutes. So yeah, I think it's it's definitely underrated by many people, you know, that that joy, if you will. Yeah, and I, I I feel like there's a lesson in all children's books. Doesn't matter if it's you know, Dr. Seuss and you know, so on, but there's a lesson to be learned. So my daughter's almost 10 years old. So we talk about the books, like what would you do if you were the main character or you know, looking from the outside in, how would you have perceived that situation? And something as an author for myself, I wanted that connection. Like my goal is not just to, you know, publish a book and have it out on a shelf. Like I want you to communicate with your kids. I want you to have conversation, which is the most important thing is just connection and conversation with your children. So I actually created um, a couple freebies. And one of them is 15 deep dive questions for your kids after you read Sydney's adventures and kind of getting that conversation going and getting into your kids' minds. Like what would they do if they were in the sticky situation Sydney was in? How would you have played it out? Who would you have talked to? Things like that. I mean, the book is all about bravery and adventure and like safety really. So um, knowing what your kids would do and maybe talking them through it or, you know, changing what they would do is so important in motherhood. Like 
talking to your kids and pouring into them is our, is our job is what we're supposed to do. But having books and fun ways of doing it is, is my goal as an author, instead of just like, Hey, we need to have a conversation, you know, like first let's read a fun book. Let's go through the adventure with this character. And then we can talk about it, whether you're in a car setting or, you know, driving to school or, or, or wherever it may be, just having a conversation with your kids is my main goal. Oh, that's so good. And you're so right. And here's the thing. I, I think sometimes when you're, when you're in the midst of motherhood, you, yes, you might know, you know, reading is good for them and we hear all the stats, but I will tell you, even as a child, my favorite books as an adult were so meaningful to me still that I went it. So whether we rented or got them from the library that, you know, it was a long time ago. We, it wasn't like we could order off of Amazon, yeah. but I went and bought copies of those books. The ones that had the most impact or meaning on me, or I love the characters most. Like I have copies in my house as an adult, you yeah. know, I'm not really reading to my kids, but they were really for me because I really connected with those books. And so I do want to make that point. You're right. It's so important. And it's not just about the reading time. Of course, it's about the quality time, but it really does these books and these stories and the conversations have a lot of impact in our kids' lives. It's, it's so important. You're so right. Yeah. And it gives us the opportunity to have those conversations without being like that nagging mom or dad, you know, like talking about safety and all that stuff. Like let's read this book. And um, I know when I look up books to buy, I always like read the blurb or what it's about and, you know, try to think of my kids and what, what they can take away from it too. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Especially now when, you know, our kids, there's a lot of pressures right now on everybody. And like you said, everyone's busy and we're trying to juggle a lot from home. Many people are. And so taking that time away from the busyness of the day, you know, whether it's getting dinner on the table or working in our businesses, taking care of the house, or, you know, just maybe working on our computers, you know, it's so important to disconnect from all that. And that's a great way to do it. You know, one great way to do it for sure. So I love that. Yeah, we're big on a bedtime routine, um, especially because we just adopted our son recently and we've known him since he was an infant, but um, our routine actually helped us bond even more together as a family. So like dinner, um, books or bath and then books and prayer and just connection before mm-hmm. bedtime. That's a, that's a big deal for us. And I think that the more, um, I think we all thrive on routine and structure, mm-hmm. whether we want to admit it or not, but um, the more routines and systems you have in place in your home. And it just builds the culture of your family and that bonding in this crazy chaotic world that we live in. Like our four walls are just for us, you know? So keeping that time sacred with things that we can just do on the daily to keep us centered in our home. Yeah. And what, what about routines though? I know that's something you definitely talk about besides the bedtime routine. Are there any other routines maybe that you all do in your house that you, you don't always hear people saying that you found really has helped um, with connection or just helped with running all these businesses and having kids? I think for me personally, um, I have developed this morning routine that I've done for ever, just for years. And it started off slow. It started with one thing at a time and it's kind of developed into this solid thing that I literally look forward to and crave before bed every night. Um, Mm -hmm. I wake up before my family and I you know, have my coffee ready from the night before. So I just push a button and my coffee maker makes my coffee and I read my Bible. I do my journaling, gratitude journaling, and I work out. I come back, I shower before my kids wake up. Obviously my husband's home too. So if my son were to wake up, he would be there, but, um, it's just, 
it's that quiet and alone time that is, I, it's just sacred to me. Um, obviously my Bible time is important for my faith and my foundation, but my journaling is kind of just like the brain dump out from my head onto the pages to where I can just start my day off with the intentions that I would like to. And sometimes I even do to-do lists so I don't forget, but if I didn't have that time for myself in the morning, my whole day would be chaotic. So it's kind of just setting myself up for success. Once my things, and this sounds kind of selfish, but um, once my things are done, then I can just pour out onto the people of my family, like into others. So I pour into myself and then I can pour out right into myself and then I can pour out. And if I were to wake up with my kids or have them wake me up, I would like my mind would just constantly spin. So it's just kind of that centering again. Um, routines can center us so that we can do all the things that we need to do, whether you have a business or not, you know, it's, it's important to get your mind and your mindset right before the day takes over, you know? I a hundred percent agree with that. And especially when your kids are at ages where they need you most of the time, Mm -hmm. it is so important, like you said, to take care of your self-care and your, you know, the needs that you have to be centered, to feel calm, you know, before your day starts, I a hundred percent agree with that because my kids are older. So it's easier for me to say, Oh, if I don't necessarily have to work out before they're awake, because my kids get up before six o'clock, you know, so I'm not necessarily saying, yay, let me, yeah, they're gone with sports and stuff, you know, much later in the day. So I have more flexibility of time, but I still do like you time for, you know, um, reading scripture or doing devotionals, maybe journaling, but I definitely take time before I get into my day, because to your point, those days go so much better. I'm grounded. You know, I feel centered. I feel calmer. And so when I step into my day and things don't go exactly as planned, I don't find that I get stressed out as easily or, you know, you don't maybe blow up at your kid. I mean, mine are older, so it's, it's a little bit easier high school and in in college, but so, yes, I think that's a good thing. If people aren't doing it, it's nice. It's an, it's a great idea to maybe add in something, you know, and see how those mornings go. You know, if you can, because it is the the mornings are chaotic. If you're trying to get your kids up to school, you're trying to get them fed breakfast and start um, their education. You know, it's just, it can be a lot. So I think that's a great even. Even just having your coffee set up, <laughs> just so one push of a button and it's ready for you. Or having your water bottle set out um, or uh, making your kids snacks, like right. things that don't need to be refrigerated the night before. So do you just have to make a sandwich? Things like that. The little tweaks. And yep. it's, it would be different for all of us, obviously, because we all live different lives and have different you know needs for our children. But just little tweaks to help you just to set you up. It makes a big difference in your day. Yeah. And part of that is, is because if we're, if we're taking care of some of these things the day before, like you setting up your coffee or getting the snacks ready. And I remember I used to do that too. You know, I do it for multiple days for three kids, but that way it was almost like you had, you were pulling off some of the decisions or effort of each day ahead of time before you found yourself trying to finish dinner, help with homework, you know, all these things. So you're already kind of going to be overloaded at times. So if you take some of those things out of the equation, could you do them when maybe the kids are in bed or you know, early in the morning, it gives you more space, right? So I think that's we make too many decisions as mothers as it is. And then adding, you know, homeschooling or taking your kids to school or, you know, businesses or helping others, encouraging people It taking as many decisions away as you can is, is going to be a major help. Yeah. 
So I do want to jump into talking about becoming an author. And so can you talk to us about the journey of becoming a book author? Because as you said, you your whole life, you kind of knew this is something on your heart that, you know, you were going to probably do, put mm-hmm. into the world. But in 2020 is kind of when you said, hold on, maybe this could actually happen. So what did that look like? And how did you, how were you able to push past your fear and take those brave steps forward? You know, honestly, um, I, I wrote the book in 2018. And once my friend had said that she was publishing her book, I'm like, it's now or never it's it, you can't, it can't collect any more dust. It's gonna, it's gonna happen or it's not. And, uh-huh. um, one of the major things of stepping into it and having the courage to do it was talking to my husband about it. Um, he's my biggest supporter in all yeah. our business ventures and having his support to actually go for it was major for me. Um, but pushing past the fear of failure is big or what others may think is, is probably most important. And I think for me, just, I had this urgency that I knew that it was time and that this is something I'd always wanted to do, whether it was a thriving success or not. Like I wanted this to happen and I wanted to not ever wonder what if, like, what if I would have published that book? What if I would have gone after my dreams? I never wanted that question to be in the back of my mind for all of my life. So it was kind of just like a sign almost that my friend was doing it. And I had her, you know, encouragement and community and we kind of just went for it. So I talked to my publisher who was an indie publisher, It's kind of like a, like a hybrid, um, system to where, uh, it's my book and all that stuff, but she just helps me with it. She's the editor. She publishes it. She does all like the whole, all of that stuff. Um, but I'm very much a creative in it, which is amazing. Um, we just connected and it kind of just flowed from there. She just helped me through the process and, um, yeah, it was released. And now I'm just helping with marketing and trying to get it out there, uh, doing author visits. I've done one virtually, but now that the world's opening back up, I'm hoping to speak in classrooms and at assemblies and talk to kids about being brave and the safety and everything that the book is about. And hopefully just starting that conversation with actual schools in classrooms too. Yeah, that's so good. And then I know faith is a big part of your life as it is mine, but is the, does the book have that element as well, or it's more focused on the adventure and the bravery and the safety? Technically, my book is not faith-based, but the very first page has scripture in it. So it's Joshua 9, 9 and um, it's about being courageous and not being afraid because God will be with you wherever you go. And Sydney, the character in the book, she actually gets lost. So in my life, we spiritualize everything just because that's yeah. who we are. Um, faith is is our foundation. Um, but the book is technically not faith-based, but, um, everything in our life is. So, no, I agree with that. So what I was going to ask you is what, what does faith look like in your life? And I feel like now more than ever in the last two years with the pandemic, you know, there's, you know, war in the country, there's a lot of uncertainty, gas prices are high. Yeah. I feel even if somebody maybe had stepped away from their faith or they were uncertain about how to worship and all these things. I feel like now more than ever, people might be saying, you know, now might be a good time to try to reconnect, you know, with God. It might be a time to try to maybe step back in a little bit, you know, whether it's in a formal or informal setting, you know, so any thoughts just on 
you know, what would you say to people that maybe are feeling that way and they just aren't sure what what they can do to maybe deepen their faith? Yeah, absolutely. I we're actually my husband and I are actually youth leaders at our church and um it's it's a it's a big thing. It's a big deal to have that like God curious side. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, what I just I just encourage people to get connected in some way, whether you're asking someone you know that has a relationship with God um for prayer or asking them questions, because no question is a dumb question, especially when it comes to faith. Um or, you know, connect me with a life group. I'm actually starting a life group really, really soon through our church because community and connection is such a big deal in this world. And uh, we were made for connection. We were made to love each other. We were made to walk through life together. So faith is our foundation. And then we just build on it. For someone that is God curious, someone that has something that's missing in their life, that thing that's missing is God, is faith, yeah. is that hope that there is um, better and there's good in this world. So I kind of just steer them to like devotions or even a Bible app, an app that will send you a verse a day. Um, yeah. There's so many, there's so much goodness in this world, in this digital age. We just have to tap into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. whether you, you know, are plugged into a church or not, there are ways to read his word by having a physical Bible, a Bible app, these amazing devotions out there. Um, but for me, I know my church and our community is, is a very, very big deal in our lives. Just having like-minded people, like hearted people, people that you can go to with different, um, struggles or aspects of your life. We would have never been able to go as easily and as peacefully in our foster care and adoption journey. If we didn't have the foundation of people and support, um, with us throughout the entire thing, people we could talk to, people we could ask for prayer, people that would build us up and encourage us in the process. Um, and just having a prayer life of your own and having that relationship with God on your own is so important. So I know for me, whether it's um, motherhood or business or anything, um, I just talk to God about it and I give it to him with my book. You know, I, God, I wrote this book. Like it's yours. You gave me the idea for it. You gave me the words for it. It belongs to you. Let me just steward it well. Let me um, market it how you want me to market it. Let it be in the hands of the kids you want to read it. Like whatever you want, God, I want to. And just having that kind of posture in life, and and knowing that no matter whether you're a believer or, or, or not, we're all going to go through struggles. We all need to grow and learn and. It's just a part of the process, but with God, it makes it so much easier and better. <laughs> oh, you said that so well. And yeah, I so agree. I mean, I even started another, a smaller bite-sized podcast, but it's just a, it's basically Christian inspiration, you know, or short devotionals. And because I think, you know, we just need more of that in the world and that it should be accessible and easy for people. And, you know, some conversations I've had on occasion on the podcast with a pastor too is or other people, just people walking in their faith and learning that maybe where they were wasn't the right place for them. And they, you know, making transition. But at the end of the day, if you had experience in your faith, that was toxic or it felt hard. The, the thing is, is revisit it because that was likely a place where there was, you know, that was about what man was doing and not what God yes. was trying to do in your heart and in your life. So yes. I would just encourage people you know, step into it, try it again, you know, and give it, give it a go again, especially now when I feel like there's so much 
uncertainty and there's a lot of anxiety and stress in the world. I think more, now more than ever, I think maybe people are looking for that missing part that you talked about. And so I would like to encourage that as well. And I think you have some great examples of, you know, it's so important that connection, that fellowship, whether it's a couple people that you can find that can support you or whether yeah. it's through a church community or, or some other scenario, I think it's such a good thing. Yeah. And we're all people, pastors, yeah. leaders, churchgoers, yeah. friends, family, we're all people and we're all learning as we go. And we should never put people on a higher pedestal than they deserve because right. we're all, you know, in this together. Yeah. A hundred percent. agree with you. So well, what else can you tell us? When did you, so you launched a, so let's see, you launched a podcast before you actually released the book, even though you'd already written the book. So tell yes. us about that journey. Like why did you decide to start the podcast and how has that been? I absolutely love having a podcast. I co-host it with my friend. She is a believer as well. Total Enneagram. We're both Enneagram threes. I don't know if you're into the Enneagram, but we, she owns her own business as well. She has three kids. So we just talk about motherhood. We talk about business. We actually never said it's going to be a faith-based podcast, but when you're a believer, it just kind of spews out of you naturally. Um, So we just hope with our podcast to encourage women to go after their God-given dreams and desires and gifts and be brave enough to do so. So we like to give tips and tricks and advice. And um, every now and then we have guests come on just to talk about their bravery through their journey of how they started their business. Or we've had um, uh, our youth pastor come on and she just talked about her journey and her photography business and just Mm -hmm. kind of the mix of kind of like what we're doing here, you know, just the mix of motherhood and life and business and how we can just navigate it all just a little bit better with more encouragement and community. 100%. And I, I align with it so much because that's exactly right. Whether my podcast is in entrepreneurship or it was in, under Christian living or it was under, right, like self-development, the point yeah. is, is, you know, my goal is for everyone is, yes, I think it's amazing if people can start a business that, that allows them to use their gifts and they're passionate about. But yeah. beyond that, it's about living this beautiful life that has to do with setting our priorities on our family and our faith, you know, self-care. So it's, it's really just holistic living, right? Like how do we live our best lives that, that align with us best, not with what the world says we should want for our priorities. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just taking that time and I'm me and my uh, podcast host, we're really big on pausing and self-reflection because there's no way that you can know your God-given gifts or the desires of your heart without pausing, right? Without talking to God and reflecting on, you know what, this is something that I'm really good at. This is something I'm passionate about. This is something that I can um, realistically do. This is something I want to go after or prioritize. Um, And then you kind of just have to focus and then go for it. So Melissa and I, my uh, co-host, we talked about starting a podcast for years and we never did. And then one day I took her out to lunch and I was like, we're going to do it. And she said, are we? And I'm like, we're going to do it. So we kind of just went for it. And I think that that like, speaking of building a life that you want, sometimes you can't be paralyzed in the decision-making process and you have to just go for it. Whether you fall or whether you fly, you just have to be brave enough to like, you know what, that what if isn't going to be in this situation. I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And you learn as you go and you learn as you grow and you're going to just be so happy once you do. I promise you it's scary sometimes, 
But once you actually take that leap and you're on the other side of your desire or your goal or your dream, you're going to be so happy that you did. No matter what the outcome is, you're going to learn from it and you're going to be glad that you did it. Oh, so true. I mean, you know, that's what they say, right? Is it's not, I mean, because we've all been stuck probably with um, idea, I I mean, idea paralysis or trying to figure out all the steps or all the brand ideas before we get moving. But they say it's in action that we gain clarity. It's not through just thinking in our heads or putting it on paper. And I've, I've been there, right? And to be honest with you, I, it is, it's about keep taking steps and don't worry so much about, is this perfect? Or is this the thing that's going to, you know, get me tons of views? Or is it, is it going to be the exact right message? Or is it going to make me money? Just keep trying because for instance, I've started now three podcasts, two were in December, just as this past December. But I mean, those are less, this is my more structured one twice a week kind of thing, or I've tried daily as well. But the reason I tried three is because I wanted to test things. I wanted to try things and I wanted to stretch myself. And this wasn't necessarily the format that I could do that in because it was pretty much set. But that's allowing me to try things. And then like the the one I'm doing, that's um, the Christian encouragement, the faith-based ones, that's making me stretch myself because I'm I'm only talking about encouraging you in your faith and sort of in your day. So for me, that's like, okay, I have to really sit down and make myself do that, you know, but I know that that's how God's calling me to be used. Yeah. And on that show, I haven't shared it on this show, but you know, a month ago I had a um, God sign, if you will, I was laying in bed at six in the morning and my husband still uses two of his old like radio alarm clocks. I mean, he has his phone set too. And it's always just beep, 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 always. And it goes off a handful of times every morning before I get up. But I was laying in bed thinking about the stuff I was working on. And I was thinking about the other podcast that I started as well, Spark of Faith. And no lie, on the clock radio, it clicks on and it says, give glory to God. And it clicked off. Wow. All the rest of the morning, it was beep, beep, beep. And I was just like, wow, that was a pretty clear sign. Yeah. You know, and so, yes, while I'm doing that, the other podcast and some of my other writing and speaking, I also know that he's probably really right trying to call me to bring it all together, which I'm, I'm working towards, but it takes time, right? To bring all of our things together to kind of mesh it. But to your point, we just keep going forward and we keep making little adjustments until it's right where it needs to be, you know, but that takes courage and bravery and it takes just stepping out and and trying Yeah. One step at a time. I know when I told my friend, we're going to do this podcast. Finally, I actually, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how. So I literally YouTubed how to start a podcast, (laughs) you know, how to write a book, how to find a publisher, you know, how to start an Airbnb, which my husband and I did years ago. We have so much information nowadays and sometimes it can be like, it's too much, but that's why you just need to focus and center what you want to do and then research that because in life, we're always going to be growing. So as long as we grow with what we know and what we want to do, that's, that's how it is. But the internet is at our fingertips. So just literally Google how to, and then insert whatever it is that you desire. And you're going to be flooded with information. Yeah. And what I would like to add to that is, is one thing I tell people, especially if they're starting something new or they want to write down all the things, right? Like Mm -hmm. write down all the things that you could do to move forward with this new effort, this new business, whatever it might be. But then you need to literally say like, which of these are my roadblocks? Like which of these are holding me up from taking action? Just put them to the side because now you have your list. 
mm-hmm. then pick the one to two or three things that you can actually take action on now. Right. You know, so you're not saying, I well, I don't need to eventually do all this, but you don't need to do it all now. So exactly. a lot of people get stuck in thinking like, oh my God, I have to do 50 things before I launch my business or before I test the idea. You know, so I'm not saying you did this, but even with your Airbnb, if someone wanted to start an Airbnb, but they don't know all the things to do yet, try out getting a room kind of ready and inviting a friend to come stay there, right? In other words, yeah, just exactly. some action. It doesn't have to be you got all the legal stuff done yet. Like see right. how it feels. Like how does it feel if you had guests come stay there? And what did they say? Or, you know, so it's that, like just step into something that you say, I can get from point A to point B, even if I don't do these other things yet. Yeah. It's something I tell my husband all the time that if everything's important, nothing's important. That's right. So that's where the journaling and the brain dumping and the to-do lists come in. And then you have to, something that we've recently done together is um, talk about things that are like mission critical. Like what do I have to do today that will move some, something or X, Y, Z forward. And then everything else can just sit there until they're mission critical. But you have to know what's most important, you know, like, like you said, inviting a friend over to stay at your place to see what you would need. I I know when we first started our Airbnb, it's nothing of what it is now. And that was just trial and error reviews, guests being kind enough to give us constructive criticism, ours, both of us taking it in, seeing what we needed to do, reading other Airbnbs, their descriptions, what they were doing, things like that. You know, you just got to constantly keep moving, but knowing what's most important that day or for that time or for that project is huge. Oh, it is. And they talk about, you know, if you can, if you can just hit one domino, but it's the right domino, meaning it's the, the, the top priority, top goal or towards that, it will literally start hitting all the other dominoes, Mm -hmm. right? Get you towards your goal, but you just have to hit the one that's actually going to hit others, which is exactly what you just said, which is what's the mission critical thing or domino that'll actually help you have momentum towards the other things because I'm guilty of it where we've all been guilty of it. We get busy in the busy, busy work or in the weeds. Yeah. And yeah, we get stuff done, but it's not the thing that's going to actually give us the most progress or impact. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let me ask you, what would you um what would you like to share with the audience, you know, just as final things like just ideas, inspiration, messages from the book, anything like that. I think for me, um, I feel like all of us have something inside of us that we want to do. And if you are currently not doing it, I would tell you to just pause, just take, even if it's 10 minutes to start. Sometimes we think of, like you said, like the long list of things that we need to do, we kind of get overwhelmed with it. Or we think that, you know, reflection or doing a devotional or journal, you have to have like an hour of quiet time with your coffee and it's all like Instagram ready to take a photo. But really just take 10 minutes. If that's all you have, take 10 minutes and be like, what is it that I want? Like, do we ever pause and say like, am I happy? Is is what I'm doing fulfilling, you know, my soul? Is it serving others? Um, Is there something else that I want to do? Is that dream that's in the back burner? Is that possible for me at this time? What is the one thing that I could do to make that possible? So that reflection time, um, sometimes it's not easy. I'll tell you that right now. Sometimes reflection is not easy and it can bring like shame and guilt in, but let all that go and just be honest with yourself or communicate with um, your husband or a friend or a family member or a mentor um, and just kind of let them know what's going on and have them help you 
through it. My husband and I are like sounding boards for each other. And sometimes when he gives me feedback, it kind of like hurts a little bit. But once I pause and think about what he said, because he's closest to me, he knows me best. I'm like, wow, you know what? He was right. And that is something that I do need to work on. Or that's something that I do want for our family or something that I do want to do. But taking that time, no matter how long that time is, is super important. Um, Another thing is just having that morning routine or that night routine or just systems in your life that help you stay centered and stay focused on those mission critical tasks. Whether the mission critical tasks are, I need to clean my house or I need to start that podcast or um, I need to do X, Y, Z with sports and laundry and, you know, everything that we have to do as mothers, um, having routines and systems in place take time and they take trial and error. But when you get them down for you and for your family, it's life changing. Mm-hmm. I think another thing um, is to not be afraid to be a beginner. There are some businesses that my husband and, and I have done or individually that I have tried to start that weren't the best. Um, but I never see them as failures. I just see them as learning experiences. I know some, um, I've started and I since quit to become an author and be a writer, but I've met so many people along the way that it could never be called a failure because I've made all these different connections and relationships, but you can't be afraid to be a beginner. You can't be afraid to try and to, you know, fail quote unquote, or just learn from the tasks and the things that you're doing. I think sometimes we think about age or where we are in life or where we should be. And we don't want to be a beginner, but that's where everyone starts. Oh gosh. Yes. Well, and you know, if if we really do have that understanding that being a lifelong learner is so important, those are the people that live the longest. They're the most, you know, they have the most joy, the most happiness because they take every connection, every experience, you know, has, I'm just a learner. I'm a student of life. Right. And so I think if you can step into everything that way, whether it's business or, you know, having more, you know, you get a new kid in the, the mix, like you've done, it's just, we have to keep growing, which means we have to be a student of just, you know, being a learner. And I there's this quote and I don't remember who said it, but it, it, and I love it based on what you just said. It's failure. Failure is not a tattoo. It is a bruise. And I wouldn't even call it a bruise, but the point is it's temporary. It might hurt for a minute, but to your point, Every lesson we learn through something we try, we're later going to apply it to the next business or the next yes. experience. And so while at the moment it might feel painful or like a, like we failed, it's just a stepping stone that we learned more. We're able to assess things differently in the future because we've gone through something, even if that means a business that financially you decided to step away from. Yeah. And my husband and I are actually going through another transition of our, our business life and Everything that we've done to this point it has taught us so much. And in our mindset, we are kind of just leveling up. So just yeah. think of it that way too. Everything that you've done in your life to this point, whether it was a business or not, um, or work or volunteering or whatever it may be, that has just brought you to the point to now you just want to level up. So take everything that you've learned and then put it into wherever you want to go. Absolutely. So good. Oh my gosh, Stephanie, how can people connect with you online, learn about your podcast and your book series? I am on, I love Instagram. I do. Um, It's so much fun over there. So I'm Stephanie deal underscore on Instagram or stephaniedeal.com has all the goods, um, the book and the book blurb. I have like 
um, affirmation merchandise, like coffee mugs and t-shirts for your kids and things like that, just to, to keep the positivity flowing and, and teach your kids to be brave as we are being brave ourselves. I love it. It's so great. I love everything you're doing with the podcast and the book series and as a mom. So thank you for everything you're doing and thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I loved the interview with Stephanie and what I loved so much about it is that she is such an example of somebody that just continues to grow and stretch herself. That's not afraid to step out and take chances. That's grounded in her faith and her values and her priorities. And she continues to make changes and iterate and just do new things. And so I think that just is what makes such a beautiful life. It's what the epitome of is of this show, right? Is make beautiful things. Step out into the world with your message, with your stories, and with your values and make a bigger impact in the world. You have it within you to keep doing bigger things that will make a difference. So just be inspired by the show today. And I would love to hear what are you stepping into? Where's God called you in your life? And what new doors and opportunities are opening for you? If today's show got you pumped about building your online traffic so you can grow your business, let's celebrate. Pop over and leave a review. Tell us what you loved about today's episode or share this with a friend who's ready to grow next level. Come network with other entrepreneurs, authors, speakers, coaches, and podcasters at my Facebook group, to take your business to the next level. Or head on over to kristenfitch.com to find out more about my online growth system.